The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. You know, there are many spiritual teachers out there teaching that we should practice gratitude as a daily, even hourly part of our routine, so that... We will maintain a positive attitude, increase our mood, decrease our stress, and become generally nicer people. Two problems with that. One, when we add should to gratitude, it ceases to be gratitude and becomes a duty. Two, anytime we add a so that to our spiritual routines or practices, they cease to be spiritual and become conflated contrivances meant to manipulate the gods. Gratitude is actually a form of presence, and presence is a spiritual practice that has only to do with embracing life on life's terms. Don't miss this today. We're going to learn about how to live rather than merely survive. So, okay, this whole thing about being having a lot of gratitude started, well, I mean, it started centuries ago when, when, when we began to be a, participate in any kind of spiritual endeavor, but it also became a hot public and... Um, even secular item to be consumed by the public when the law of attraction came into uh, into the public arena of, of media media talk. People now use the words law of attraction as if they are, you know, just something we have to participate in if we want to have a good life. Um, but the truth is, as, as those of you who've read my book, uh, The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can Know, uh, is that the, the law of attraction, as we came to understood it in the early 1990s, is no longer considered to be valid by many people. As a matter of fact, that, that as it was understood back then by the authors of, of the book, the author of The Secret, Rhonda Byrne, as well as Esther and Jerry Hicks, the authors of several law of attraction books, um, was all about thinking. And what we've come to understand since that time is that thinking is not enough to create some uh, a, a new life. Then they started saying, well, well, you need to include your feelings in there. So then people started trying to um, contrive feelings so that they could then imagine the goal that they wanted to attain and, and then it would come to them. Um, and then when that didn't work, they started trying to combine the two and look into the shadow material and sort of go in there and kick down the gravestones that are in the shadow and yank pieces of that out of there so they could beat it up and throw it away. And then when that didn't work, they began to say, well, it's the ego. The ego's in the way and the ego is the problem. And if we could just get rid of that bad old ego, just like some people want to get rid of that bad old devil then we would we would have what we wanted finally and so 
you know, what we've come to conclude is that life is a journey and, and, and that uh, the law of attraction, what I concluded in my book was that the law of attraction that we understood back then isn't valid. But there is a law of attraction, and that is that, the, that we are attracted to and by all of those things, people, places, persons, and events that will bring us to understand, to a closer and closer understanding of who we are as authentic and divine beings. So from that perspective then, when we say we should practice gratitude as a daily, even hourly part of our routine so that we can maintain a positive attitude, so that we can have what we want, well then it becomes a contrivance and it's it's conflated because it's inflated and because it's it's uh it says that i have the power to to um to get the gods to get the universe however you want to think about that god gods or universe to do what i want it to do and who is the i there is it the I that we think of in terms of ego, or is it a deeper authentic soul or self? And what we've found is that when people get in touch with a deeper authentic soul or self, that uh, that authentic presence is fairly detached from all of these other outcomes we thought we wanted, like uh, to be the next CEO of some big oil conglomerate, or to be you know. Have, totally rich, have $480 million, or uh, to be, uh, you know, a, a, a teacher of all peoples, and, you know, that kind of thing. We we have these big images of ourselves, and in this day and age in which children are being taught, really, by TV, that um, fame and fortune is the way to go, you know, we may be setting ourselves up for some big problems there, especially when we say to them, you can have fame and fortune. All you have to do is think positive thoughts and feel positive feelings. Get yourself a vision board and you'll have it. And uh, that's not necessarily so, as we've seen. So let's talk about this this thing of uh, a positive outlook. The idea of a positive outlook is based in the idea that there's also the potential to have a negative outlook. Now, we all know that there's some Debbie Downers out there that are going to do the wah-wah. Anytime we, we say something that is positive or happy-sounding, they're going to say something that's not so happy and, and defeatist and, and demoralizing. And, and yes, there are those people who live from that perspective. And if you ask them why they live that way, most of them will say, well, it's better to be afraid of a bad thing and then have a good thing to happen than it is to be hoping for a good thing and have a bad thing to happen. So that method of living is just another coping mechanism, as is thinking positive. Thinking positive is also a coping mechanism because from that perspective, we're supposed to always feel good. You know, if I think positive, then I'm always going to feel good. And some of that is Pollyanna-ish. Some of it is kind of sticking our heads in the sands and not really realizing what's going on around us. And therefore, we get whacked by something that come up behind us and we weren't paying attention to it. Um, or uh, it's a, it can also just be a way, like I said, of manipulating the universe to give us what what we want. And from that perspective, then, uh, it... it, it what it does is put us in this frame of mind of, okay, I'm going to work really hard to make my brain think only positive thoughts, and therefore, I'm going to get what I want. In that process, what we end up doing is repressing everything we think is, quote-unquote, negative. And so the negative it goes down into the unconscious where it sits and festers, 
it, it still has an energy, and then it's going to come out later in some way that's not very pretty. So uh, this idea of, of thinking, always thinking positive includes all, with it the idea of repressing everything we think of as negative. From, from a holistic perspective, though, whatever is quote-unquote negative is just as informative as what is quote-unquote positive. So we don't need to be splitting ourselves off between negative and positive in order to have what we want. Um, and the other thing is it's supposed to increase our mood. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. We want to, most of us want to, you know, have the kind of mood and energy that gets a, things accomplished that makes us feel like we've had a good day, etc., etc. Um, but there's lots of ways of increasing root, your mood without repressing a lot of material. So uh, this idea that we should always have gratitude as a way of always having a positive attitude says, well, anything that makes me feel like I'm not grateful, I'm just going to push that away. I'm going to repress it. And any feeling that comes up that's ungrateful, well, I'm going to repress that. Or any thought that comes up that's ungrateful, I'm going to repress that because I've got to always have gratitude because if I don't have gratitude, then I'm not going to get what I want out of life. And, uh, and, and so that just sets us in this trap of spinning through uh, trying to maintain some kind of conscious attitude of positivity when all we're doing is fit loading the unconscious with material that's going to have to come out later or be dealt with later in some kind of way because it, everything we repress has energy and it will ultimately out in some kind of way. And lots of times that's, like I said, not very pretty. So we, don't, we do want to increase our mood, we, but we don't want to do it by, by repressing material. Uh, we want to decrease our stress. Yes, absolutely. There's lots of ways of doing that. Most of those include uh, having something to do with authenticity, where we live from our deepest essence. When we're striving and contriving and conflating and inflating to, to uh, repress material so that we won't think negative thoughts, or, or be ungrateful, then we're, we're putting ourselves in an extremely stressful situation where there's an there's a internal conflict between the conscious and the unconscious. Both energies are fighting against each other because one is considered to be negative and the other is considered to be positive. And therefore, you know, we got this fight going on inside of us and that's extremely stressful. One of the things that I see people most commonly for in my therapy practice is for people who are... Um, who are caught in some kind of internal conflict. They think it's an external conflict, but it turns out that it's actually a very internal conflict. Um, and, and that is extremely stressful. So we're not going to decrease our stress by making ourselves think positive and think grateful thoughts all the time. That's not going to happen. It's going to only increase our stress because we'll be repressing and setting up an internal conflict. A conflict. And the idea that we're going to become generally nicer people well, the word nice there is uh, a little off-putting to me. I don't know how you feel about that word, but uh, the word nice to me means plastic. Not, it's a performance. It's not really real. It's not genuine. It's not authentic. And uh, so being nicer people means that we'll be pleasanter for other people to be around. Well, there's nothing wrong with that and on the surface of it. But if nice means, again, that I have to end up repressing parts of myself that I consider to be negative, then it's going to ultimately not be so nice. Carl Jung talked about some of the, he said, the, some of the most aggravating people 
were those who had spent a lot of time trying very hard to be nice because they were repressing a lot of material. So, um, so that, again, those are not effective techniques. So when we talk about, people talk about making a gratitude journal and they talk about, you know, being in this constant state of gratitude. But I want to really caution everyone who might be listening right now that gratitude in and of itself, is a, it, when it's genuine, is beautiful. When it's an effort to, become, to get something, it's just another contrivance. It's just another way of repressing material so that we don't have to really be, participate in the whole of our lives. If we are whole people, then everything that's in us matters and has a message for us. Everything in us, both what we call the positive and what we call the negative. And so when I have uh, an ungrateful feeling, so to speak, um, that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or that I should repress that thought and try to make myself only think positive. What it does mean is that there might be something going on in my life that I need to change. For example, if I'm ungrateful for a particular relationship that I've got because it is causing me a lot of angst and anxiety and even uh, maybe abusive in some kind of way, well, then maybe I need to get out of that relationship instead of just saying, well, I'm, I'm going to be grateful for it. So you see how that really blinds us to the life choices that are accessible to us if we stop trying to repress everything. Um, so gratitude doesn't mean... Uh, uh, that we are to repress. Gratitude is a genuine, authentic response to life on life's terms. So, okay, let's talk a little bit more about what I mean when I say life on life's terms. By that, I mean life has an energy all of its own. Um, and it is, uh, when I refer to the word life, I refer to it as, in, as it's used in the term tree of life. Uh, in the in the Judeo and Christian texts, uh, also in terms of how it's used as chi, prana, um, those other terms in the Eastern religions that have to do with that vital life energy that runs through us, that courses through our veins, that pushes us, that motivates us, that uh, makes us feel the joy and the peace of living. Um, that that is what I mean by life. So w- when I say life on life's terms, I mean that energetic force on its own terms, in its own flow, without us trying to control it. Now, that is what I think the Buddha was talking about when he talked about detachment, for us to stop trying to control that energy um, so, so that we're not trying to push it into place. Well, this attitude that a lot of people have out there, a lot of the spiritual teachers are out there teaching us that we should be in gratitude all the time That is a form of attachment, not detachment. That is a form of saying, I'm going to get life to do what I want it to do by being always grateful. Because I'm going to keep my mind in a positive mindset. And that way the universe is going to know I'm a good person. It's going to give me what I want because I'm attracting it now. Because my energy is an energy of yes. Okay, so we can have definitely have an energy of yes and that energy of yes means that i'm saying yes to the flow of energy that is life the life force itself by by just letting life be what it is now what i believe that means is that life intends to give me all that i need to live it life intends to to support me and to love me and to enjoy me and to be present with me and to to be vital to be essential in my in my beingness, and 
so when I accept life on life's terms, that doesn't mean, oh, you just have to put up with all the bad stuff that happens. It Rather, it means that I need to know what life is. I need to understand life. I need to be able to 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 really receive what life really means. So people talk to me about, you know, in private practice and people talk to me about, well, I don't know whether I could live that way, you know, from client to client. And, you know, uh, once upon a time, I thought that I had to have a contract all the time to have to to uh, stay in private practice because I didn't want to be have my thoughts in any way be unethical by feeling like I had to be a make a make a client stay so I could get their money. Uh, I don't think like that, and uh, over the years I've come to trust that I won't think like that. But but it what I, what I do trust is that I'm going to be provided for. That life is going to give me what I need. And that has been proven to me over and over and over and over and over again. And every time I doubted it, every time I got afraid, every time something came up that said, "Uh uh-oh, look out, here it comes. I'm waiting for that other shoe to fall because I just know that somehow I'm not going to make it because this is my dream come true. Well, I've been provided for anyway. Because life, the life energy that is that tree of life, that is that joy of living, that is that verve, that is that chi, that prana, that ki, however you want to say that, that, that is life force itself says, I love your life and I want to be life for you. And it, it just provides. It just does. That is my supply. And so when I'm thinking, well, I have to contrive to get the universe to do what I want it to do, I'm doing, I'm getting out of the life force. I'm getting into cognition. I'm getting into contrivance. I'm getting into conflation and inflation. I'm, I'm getting away from the life force. I'm pulling myself away from the very flow that I want so badly to participate in. So we have to stop this idea that we're going to contrive a world of our own and make things happen the way we want them to happen. Rather, we need to get in touch with soul and let it, it, let it surrender to it so that it really becomes our supply, our joy, our peace, our love. So we're going to talk some more about that right after the break. Stay tuned for more. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Divine Masters and Angels of Love and Light are here to assist you on your life's journey. Brigitte Boyer channels St. Germain and other Masters and Angels every week on the power of transformation, pathway to enlightenment. Each transformation can be frightening and uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to be done alone. Receive loving support to help you remain balanced and at peace. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Ask Theo Live, channels to a new reality. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live. 
channels to a new reality. Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. AIHT offers degrees in interfaith and interspiritual educational programs that enable you to not only find your own authentic spirituality, but to bring your unique gift to the world in service upon graduation. At AIHT, you can get a master's, doctorate, or ministerial bachelor's degree, and the doctoral programs are broken down so that you may get a PhD, a doctor of ministry, or in the holistic theology program, a doctor of theology degree. The programs in which you may get these degrees are holistic theology, holistic health, holistic ministries, metaphysics, and parapsychology. These courses offer depth and meaning to not only your own spiritual search for truth and meaning, but to your capacities to bring your healing, loving, guiding gifts to the world. The population of students includes doctors, lawyers, healers, nurses, ministers, counselors, psychologists, social workers, nutritionists, herbologists, homeopathy practitioners, psychics, mediums, and many others who have a special gift but need to learn to hone it and credential it. It also includes students who simply wish to enhance their own profound spiritual journeys. What's most important to AIHT's model is the exploratory nature of studies that reach to the depths of all the world's religions and traditions and paths, and even to transcend them to find the mystical core of all of them in order to facilitate your own journey to your own authentic spirituality by utilizing as your text-writing teachers spiritual experts from all over the world. You can learn more about what's offered by going to www.aiht.edu or if you'd like to talk directly to the admissions director, call Beverly Love at 800-650-4325. That's 800-650-4325. You know, Oprah says education is the key to unlocking the world, a passport to freedom. Call and get your passport today. So today we're talking about gratitude and presence and what that means and what it doesn't mean. And what we've said in the first segment is that uh, gratitude does, is not a practice that we perform as a should or as a so that. It isn't something we should do in order to get the gods to do what we want them to do. It isn't something we should do to get the law of attraction to do what we want it to do. Gratitude is genuine. It is not 
forced. It is not something we do to, to uh, as a part of repressing what we consider to be negative. It is something we do to bring about uh, a deeper connection to the real presence with a real life. We also said that life energy is that that tree of life that is the life that is a flow. It's prana. It's chi. It's key. It's 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 the ge- essential beingness of life itself that wants to generate and supply for us because that is what life is about. Life is all about that giving, and we are all about that receiving. So that that's the piece that we have we forget that has everything to do with with gratitude that we are receivers of the genuine gift of life and by that I don't just mean birth to death I mean the energy of life itself I mean the flow of energy that is life itself I mean that river that runs down the city through the, the middle of the city of gold with the tree of life on either side of it I mean that 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 wild, roaring, rapid river that flows through every one of us all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we are generally out of touch with that and in our heads worrying about how we're going to supply for ourselves. And in so doing, we take ourselves away from the very source of energy we long to be participants of. So the idea is not so much to... to um, push the river to get the river to flow our way which is what a lot of our spiritual teachers are teaching still uh, even though the law of attraction is sort of waning in its under in, in our in its popularity the 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 idea is that there's still so much out there that's telling us here's how you should do what you should do to get what you want in life and while I do think that there are things we can do to get what we want in life most of it has to do with receiving what life has already given us because everything we want and need is already ours it already belongs to us it is the life force itself and all that energy is right there inside of us 24 hours a day 7 days a week and so receiving that is what life is really all about and that's what gratitude is really all about but in order to receive it we have to learn to be present with that life force so how do we do that well certainly I'm going to recommend meditation I recommend meditation for just about everything and so I'm going to recommend meditation again for this I think that that's what meditation does for us it puts us in touch with the life force that is what some people would call God other people would call universal energy. Other people call chi or ki. Other people call the breath of prana. Other people call uh, the, the spirit. There's all kinds of names for it. But whatever you call it, it is experienced around the world in every religion the same way. That, that is this peaceful, joyful sense of oneness. That's, it's unitive in that it, it unites all people, all beings, all, all senses. And it, and it uh, informs us of a, something greater than what we've imagined before. It informs us of a deeper peace, a, 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 a truer, more genuine experience of life. Um, it uh, makes us believe that there is a, a higher force at work than that which we have uh, imagined from our puny little uh, efforts to make life go our way. 
So those are the experiences that people have when they get in touch with that deeper life force. And uh, it is generative in that it creates, you know, people talk about having a born-again experience. Uh, Christians talk about having a born-again experience. It is that same kind of life energy that is it's generative. It creates new births all the time in us. And uh, not just one, but many new births. And, and, and so those experiences that are had throughout the world with all kinds of religions inform us that we are divine energy. That we are divine energy. And therefore, everything that is within us has the power to gener- be generative. Our breath can generate. Our emotions can generate. Our, our, our um, physicality can generate. Our sensations can generate. So, you know, we think about that. When we put that in our heads, we go, oh, well, that just means, well, of course, your thoughts can generate bad things or good things or your, your feelings can generate bad things or good things. And that's not what I'm talking about. That's an intellectual perspective of it. What I'm talking about is the generativity of the soul as it, as it begins to manifest its truest nature in our lives. Um, so we, we experience it. We receive it rather than be the, being the pushers of it. So again, we don't want to push the river. We want to dive in. We don't want to be about the business of, of you know, I'm going to make this thing go my way. Although all of us are tempted to do that, including yours truly. Uh, but it, that's, not, that's not gratitude. Because when it doesn't go our way, yeah, not so grateful for that, are we? Uh, but, but to receive the generativity of the life force that is us, that is in us, is to be grateful. Because that is when we sit there beside it and just are completely in awe of its power. We sit there beside the, the masterful genius of the life force itself and we watch this painting being painted inside of us and outside of us and we are participants. So people talk about prayer. Okay, so what is prayer? I think prayer is everything we do Everything we do, say, think, feel, emote, sensate, everything is a prayer. Because there's no way to cut us off from the life energy that is divine energy. So anything we do is a prayer. So if I'm out there, you know, cussing up a storm, well, that's a prayer. If I'm out there, you know, uh, being kind to other people, that's a prayer. If I'm out there um, having a wreck in my car today that's a prayer there's nothing that isn't a prayer and so there's always that that constancy of our our um, essence that is constantly communicating with the life force itself most of the time we don't aren't aware of it but it's like a river that flows underneath a city up above the river, all the cities, you know, focused on its intellectual concerns and tax returns and, you know, fiscal years and cars working right and all those kinds of things that we think about on a daily basis, buying groceries, taking care of the kids, etc., etc. But down below that, there is a constant river flowing. Most of us are unconscious of it. But we can get in touch with it if we just kind of suspend our thinking for a little bit. And, you know, we've, we do that when we sort of drop into a daydream. 
you know, you're you're going through your day or maybe you're driving your car somewhere and you, you get lost in thought and you've had this little daydream or this little worry or this whatever, you you've sometimes you just drop down into the river and you experience an essential life uh, ingredient there that 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 says I've got this. You're in the river. I got you. I got the whole thing. Sometimes we can experience that, but other times we don't know that it's even there. One of the things that I've become aware of when when I meditate is that when I can just uh, behead myself <laughs> and get it totally in touch with my body and the essentialness of it, just, you know, almost the molecular structure of my body, then what happens is I become very aware of the stillness that is that's, that ki, that chi, that prana, that uh, divine energy, that life force that runs through all of us. It is just very calming. Everything in me relaxes uh, I just feel this kind of stillness come over my whole body frame that just says, you know, everything's okay, I got you, I got this, you know, you're just in the river and I've got you. When we we are present with that, we can't help but be grateful. We can't help but say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's genuine, it's joyful, it's real, it's coming from the soul itself. Because that is, is our, our reception. It's our, uh, we have received what's really real. A lot of the stuff that we get our heads all involved in isn't real at all. I mean, I can worry about tomorrow forever, and since there is no tomorrow, that's not real. I can, uh, I can get myself all involved of, in, in what I'm going to do about X, Y, and Z. But until I know what to do, I'm not going to know what to do. So, you know, I, I, you know what, what we all want is to be able to process through that stuff in a soulful way that allows us to just walk into the answer and it's birthed inside of us instead of us pushing for it and, and worrying about it and trying to come up with a five-point plan and being goal-directed and all that stuff that our, our Western culture has so taught us that we're supposed to be linear-minded and we're supposed to think in these terms and we're supposed to be goal-directed. And if we're not, then we're going to fail. You know? And so, so many of us are still driven by that compulsion to have this five-point goal-directed activity constantly in our heads. And that's a lot of what we've done with gratitude. We've said that gratitude is, is, is this goal-directed activity that we do because it will get us something. And that's not what gratitude is. That's not gratitude. That's, that's linear thinking. That's Western acculturated thinking. That um, uh, uh, separates us away from the life force. I mean, not, not, not really, but it makes us feel like we're separated from it for sure. So that being present with that that chi, that key, that um, prana, the breath of prana, the the life force, the energy that is divine energy within and, and without of us, it that is how we get gratitude. And presence, it it does accept life on life's terms and it, it can embrace it because life, this life, the tree of life energy, 
that I'm talking about, the divine energy that is the life force, is not this, not necessarily the same as that thing we think of as our life. When we come in home from work and we're exhausted at night and we go, I hate my life. You know, we're hanging up the coat and we just go, I hate my life. You know, uh, that we, we've made decisions and put ourselves in places and, 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 and created a life we didn't want because we were contriving because we were listening to other people instead of listening to our own soul, because we had agendas that had to do with that linear way of thinking that said, you should, you should, you should, and you should be goal-directed, and you should get this, and you should have a white picket fence and 2.5 children and a, you know, a house and a subdivision by the time you're 30 years old, and if you don't, you failed. Uh, those things, those things keep us believing that there's a should about how we are to live. And when we see somebody veering off of that, a lot of our judgment comes from that same idea that, well, they're not doing that, so there's something wrong with them. And sometimes, as even as we're saying that, we're thinking, boy, I wish I could be them, <laughs> if we'd be conscious of it. So, is there a path that we should all follow? No, there isn't. Our, the river knows where it's going. Or it doesn't, but as it comes to it as it comes to it, you know. Maybe the river doesn't always know where it's going, but it, it like a creative force, will, will become aware of its next move when the time is right for, to do that. Like painting a picture, and you don't really know what you're going to paint, but it's just coming out of you, and it'll just keep coming out, and the next thing that comes out will be the next thing that comes out. Or writing a book, a novel, where you don't know what your character is going to do next, but then, then when the time comes to do it, you you know what she's going to do yet next, or what he's going to do next. That's the process I'm talking about, and that creative energy that that paints, that writes, that composes, is the same exact kind of energy that is the life force. It is the life force. It is divine energy. It is the chi. It is the key. It is the prana. It is the tree of life. It is the river flowing down through the city of uh, uh, that is called the New Jerusalem. It, it is all of that. Um, and we don't have to uh, contrive it. We don't have to make it do. We don't have to get it to perform. So, all right. So, gratitude is a thank you. Gratitude is definitely a thank you. It is a, wow, this is so good. This is so wonderful. I can't help but say thank you. And what comes with gratitude is a kind of embracing of humility that recognizes that we aren't necessarily the contrivers of our lives, that we are in a flow that contrives life for us. So it's not that we are uh, the... We are by ourselves, the by in a, and in our identities, the 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 um, creators of our life. Actually, there's something else going on below the surface all the time that's run entirely by the soul, by the life energy. That is where gratitude comes from. So that and that humility that stands beside gratitude and says, "Wow." Look at what's happening in my life. Uh, without attaching ego to it is where gratitude comes from. Because when you're in that place, when you are connected with that life energy, you know that, like Jesus said, I can do nothing of my own initiative. Jesus said that, and it's a very profound statement. Um, that, 
what he's saying there is this is not a, uh, an identity that is creating my life. This is, there's another whole flow inside of me that's creating my life. And it just does what it does next because it's time to do what it does next. So we're going to talk more about that right after the break. Stay here for the last segment. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. How do we move forward? It's all a process of clearing and cleaning, as well as reconnecting. Tune into Transformation with Laota Rasul and Ahad Rasul. On our program, we'll showcase the strategies and techniques that help us with these processes. You can't move forward until you are in the right position to heal your space and place. Reveal the true self to yourself. Listen for Transformation every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. The divine lives within every one of us. Some people just need help unlocking it. Once you understand your own shadow self, you can begin to take steps to say goodbye to remorse, guilt, and shame. Then, own up to living your life with great delight. Listen for Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting with host Jim Stacy. For 15 years, Jim has studied the Aramaic language, the non-religious language of Yeshua, and through that language, you can learn how to choose the life you want to live and live above smallness and the victim. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And I want to uh, finish talking about uh, gratitude and presence today. But before we do that, I want to tell you what's coming up this next uh, Sunday on Super Soul Sunday at 11 a.m., 7 p.m. Eastern and Pacific uh, for the season finale. Oprah is joined by Jack Canfield, co-creator of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, to discuss his principles for success and how to fulfill your soul's passion. Now, I don't know about you. But I love watching Super Soul Sunday. It uh, is very gratifying and very. Uh, I often get a lot of wonderful insights from the shows, the interviews that she does there. So tune in Sunday 11 a.m. or 7 p.m. Eastern and Pacific for the season finale. 
So we're talking today about gratitude and presence. And what we've said thus far is that gratitude is not something we do to repress negative emotions. It's not something we do to get the contrive, to get the universe to operate the way we want it to, as so many people use gratitude for that purpose. It is not a way of thinking linearly, linearly and, and uh, being objective about our goals in life and saying, well, I'm going to have used gratitude to get me where I want to go. It's not that. And so I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a gratitude journal. Many people use those as a spiritual practice, and I I would encourage that. If it gets you in touch with your deeper essence, your deeper life source, where you can sit beside that life force and recognize with awe the amazing power of life to generate life, um, that Yes, if you're if you're um, journaling, gratitude journaling gets you is a form of meditation that gets you to that place. That's excellent. That keep doing it. But if you're journaling, you're doing that just to make your mind think positive thoughts so that you can get the universe to do what you want it to do. Then I would say that your practice is uh, pretty much a waste of time uh, because you're 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 using it as a way of saying the universe has got to give me what i want because i know i'm right about where my life should go so let me tell you the difference in how this works when i sit down to make a painting and i have in my mind before i do the painting what i'm going to do i have the hard time slugging my way through that painting not only that but the painting turns out to be not so great I'm not really happy with the end result when i do that Or if I sit down with a a book and I've got it in my head exactly what I'm going to write before I write it, then it turns out to be faulty. When I open to the creative process in both endeavors, or with writing music, either one, uh, if I sit down with the creative process and let it flow through me, in other words, I don't decide in advance how it's going to look, how it's going to be, how it's going to be said, you know, how the music's going to sound, any of that. I I just go with the flow. When I do that, the creative process is amazingly profound. And I write something and I go, oh my God, look what I just wrote. It, it, it happens through me. It happens as me through me. It's not something that I'm doing on my own to contrive it. It's something I'm a part of. And it, 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 like Jesus said, I can do nothing of my own initiative. It is initiated by the life force within me. And that principle is what many people who are creative regardless of religion or lack of religion that's what they understand that's that life force moving through you they understand that because it is it is not something you can figure out in advance but yet it comes out with such wisdom and profundity that you're you're so grateful for it and you're so humbled by it uh so it's pretty hard to be uh to to be arrogant when you're in that life force because you know you know that you by your single self in your own ego identifications did not contrive this thing it was not your doing it was not of your own initiative and so when when we are in gratitude that's exactly what i'm talking about that gratitude is a form of presence where we are present with and as a part of that life force that energy field that that strong powerful energetic push to just create to generate to uh, to facilitate to be a part of all of that is it's it is like being the music in an orchestral movement it just does what it does because that's 
you know, it's in that flow. Now, you would say, well, those musicians, they really trained to do that, and they really practiced, and they, you know, the, the, the orchestra leader definitely made them practice and get it right and get it right before they went to the performance. Yes, that's true, but the originator of the compo- composition was probably in a very creative place when he wrote the composition, not c- coming from some kind of uh, contrivance, but rather in that creative life force that just put the music down on paper and, and then later people practiced how to do it. I used to have a friend also that, that uh, would sit down at the piano and just music would just come out. And uh, there are some other people that are, have got CDs out there who do that same thing. That's the creative force. And whether you're a nice person or a mean person or a very dysfunctional person or, or, or a very, you know, uh, healthy person, that mute, the creative force can still flow through you because it has its own generativity and that creates gratitude. So if we're, we, we will be gratitude, we will have gratitude automatically as a part of being present with that life force. So we talked a little bit about prayer, and I said a little while ago that prayer was everything we do. Um, as a part of the Christian church many years ago, as I, I was once in, very much involved in um, the Christian church, and one of the things that we were taught to do was, as a part of our prayer, we were taught to say some praise of, of, of God before we said anything else. We were supposed to praise God for something and I often felt that that was very contrived. I often felt like, well, I'm praising God because that's going to make God happy, and then maybe he'll listen to the rest of my prayer, <laughs> you know, which makes God into this very arrogant kind of being that needs us to praise him all the time, which is, I don't believe that's really true anymore. I didn't really believe it was true then either. But, but so that kind of praise says the same thing that we say, Sometimes when we say we should practice gratitude as a daily, even hourly part of our routine so that we will maintain a positive attitude, increase our mood, decrease our stress, and become generally nicer people. Uh, when we say that, we, what we're saying is, I've got to do this in order to make that happen. And uh, it's a lot of bargaining. It's a lot of if I do this, then that will happen. And so we're, we're, it's not really genuine. It's not uh, sincere. It's not coming from the total all that comes from being present with that deeper life force. Uh, but praise does happen. Uh, it generates itself when we are present with that uh, life force. And it, it, it becomes our life. Like prayer, everything we do and say and think and feel from that deeper soul life energy is praise. So, uh, and I would even go so far as to say that everything we do and say and think, even when we're, we're stuck in our identities and are not feeling very connected to that deeper life force, I would say even then that's a form of praise. Uh, now, praise, praise is, you know, we think of praise generally as positive, but praise can be a, just a recognition of what we think is true. And I think that's the truest form of praise that says, this is what's true, and I recognize it. And But for many of us, it's like, you know, so I've had a really bad day, for example. I've had a really hard day, and I come home, and I'm just beat, and I'm grouchy, and I'm, you know, not pleasant to be around, and and I 
get angry at something that goes wrong and I, you know, cuss at it or something like that, well, I'm going to say that is where my head is at that moment. And at that moment, that is my praise. That is my recognition of what I think is true. And that's what I'm living into. And so that's the only praise I have to give at that moment. But if we get into the other, in the other place where we are generating from, I'm just going to dive into the river. I'm not going to try to push the river. Then the praise is automatic, like gratitude. It is a recognition of the amazing, uh, awe-inspiring uh, power of the life force within us. When I, I mean, when I look around, I'm sure you do this too. I'm driving home from work and I'm looking at the sky and I'm just so in awe that there's that amazing life force hanging above me all day every day that my heart keeps beating all day every day that I keep breathing in and out all day every day that I walk around and I'm in pretty good health and I you know, I have the things basically that I want in my life. And have I had some tragedies? Yes, I've had some tragedies. I may have more before it's over with. But when you live present with that life force, when there are no tragedies, when the tragedy comes, you're like, okay, what is here for me? Where's the gift? You know, that doesn't mean you don't have any hard feelings to walk through. It can be very difficult to walk through. But that doesn't mean you're not also going to find the gift. And um, so when we're, when, we're, when we're talking about gratitude, it is a form of living life that is all about that presence with that deeper life energy, that chi, that prana, that ki, that, that tree of life energy that is essentialness. It is the essentialness of our being. In quantum physics, they talk about molecular structure and how we uh, that molecules communicate with each other, even that if they're uh, at a distance from each other. And uh, we at that molecular level, we think it's formless, and that's the way we typically think of spirit or God or the gods. We think of that as a spiritual kind of formlessness. Uh, and yet it has such powerful energy because in between the molecules, there's a communication going on. And so we think of that the molecules are the only things that are real because, well, they're physical. So we know they're real. But actually, what's happening in between them is also real because it is, uh, it, there's, their communication is going on between them. So that powerful awareness that people are becoming scientifically uh, conscious of and and researching to find evidence of is uh, is proven in our in our lives in a spiritual manifestation when we live in that place where we're really connected to to um, the deeper essence of life where we swim in the river instead of uh, instead of or flow with the river instead of put, trying to push the river to get it to go our way that old idea that you could, you know that we're going to push the river is kind of it's paradoxical and, and humorous when we think about somebody trying to push a river it just can't be done and yet many of us spend entire lifetimes trying to do that very thing trying to get the river to do what we want it to do instead of just getting in the river and flowing with it that's what I'm talking about today is that is that being in that flow that creates its own direction as we go 
We don't have to know it all. We don't have to have a five-year plan. We don't have to say, well, I'm going to think positive and make my vision board, and then I'm going to have everything I want. We don't have to do all that. We don't have to do all that. We are set free, hereby and forthwithly, set free from doing all that. We can just be present with our own deepest essence. We can sort of sit with our bodies and just feel almost, you know, feel that deeper life energy that runs through us. And and once we get in touch with that, it is awe-inspiring. We do live a life of gratitude. We are humble, not humiliated. That's different. That's feeling ashamed. Uh, but, but humbled because then we recognize we are not the initiators of our lives. We are not the initiators of our lives. The soul, the, the divine essence, the key, the chi, the prana, the, the God, the gods, whatever you want to call that universe, it is the initiator of our lives. So then we say, well, where's, where's free will? Well, it's in the initiation because it's a part of the initiation because we are one with it. So that's what we have for today. Gratitude is presence, and presence is gratitude. So we're going to have another show again next week. Be back for that. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.